You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with a tag team sermon by Apostle Willie Tolbert and Pastor Steve Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. We can call on the name of Jesus. Oh my God. Call a neighbor, call a friend. Let them know that yes, Lord, ministries is now on the air. We're honored to be here with you during this time when you live with us or watching the replay. Amen. As Pastor Stephen alluded to, there is a word from God. Let's go to our Bibles, if you would. We honor, amen, Apostle Mamie Tarver, Pastor Stephen, Pastor Hector Cassandra Foy, Pastor Vondell Scott, Pastor Callan Doherty, Prophets, Sonia Lewis, Evangelist Clifton, all of our ministers, amen. We thank God for you. You, you, and especially you, all of our guests, those in the five-fold ministry, those that said, we just came across your site and we just been encouraged by the word. My God. Well, let's get into the word. Let's go to the book of First Samuel chapter 30. First Samuel chapter 30. Want to read in your hearing verses 1 through 8. First Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 8. I'll be reading in your hearings out of the King James Version, so just in case there's a word or two different in your translation, at least you know we're on the same block. And it reads like this, and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Malachites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, verse 3, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Verse 4, then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David, two wives were taken captives, and Ahinamon and Jezreites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite, verse 6, and David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, and every man for his sons and for his daughters, but David, mm, encouraged himself in the Lord his God, verse 7, and David said to Abithar, the priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod, and Abithar brought thither the ephod to David, verse 8, and David, my God, I feel a breakthrough for somebody, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after this troop and overtake them. And he answered him, my God, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Amen. And I want to talk with you in the time that's allotted to me from this subject, faith takes. My God, faith that takes. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things. Result of our reading his written word, hearing his spoken word, <clears throat> if it seems his rainbow word, we should now begin to experience the manifested word and enjoy the fruits, the prosperity, the success, 
the victory protection of his word in Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, as the servant has decreed and declared, be it so in Jesus' name. Give him a praise because he's going to do just that. Faith that takes. I want to draw a picture with you in this particular lesson because when you look at the backdrop of this lesson, David and his men, they were already out. They had done war and now they're on their way back and they were really literally exhausted. But here we find that it's so amazing that whenever we are obedient to God, we're doing the work of ministry, that the enemy will always try to challenge you and aggravate you. My God, am I talking to anybody right now? You try to aggravate you and and, and cause you and taunt you, but we're going to break that tonight with the glory of God, with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I decree freedom in the mind, in your spirit, and in your being. Amen. And so here we find that while the strength of the Philistine forces uh, were poured out in their country into the plain of a place called Esdraelon, the Amalekite marauders seized the opportunity of the defenseless state of Philistia to invade the southern territory. Of course, David's town suffered from the ravages of these nomad plunders in revenge for the recent raid upon their territory. Let me tell you something. The enemy does not like when you walk in your kingdom authority, when you walk in the Holy Ghost and the anointing and God uses you to cast out demons, to set the captives free, to, to bring encouragement to others. The enemy gets upset because what he used to have a stronghold on, he then wants to see how he can intimidate you because you are obedient. But how many know the word of God said, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise up against us in judgment shall be condemned, for this is the inheritance of the servants of God. Pastor Steve. Amen, amen. And, and as we think about the things that happened and think about the fact that uh, David was blindsided. He was blindsided, as Apostle Willie stated. He had, he and his men had already been out to war. They were busy. Uh, they were busy taking territory, and as they were busy taking territory, the enemy uses that as an opportunity to actually invade their homeland and to take their their wives and take their children hostage, and to actually turn it purpose to turn them into slaves. And so as the as you begin to understand that, as Apostle Willie stated, as you are obedient to God, as you are functioning, as you are ministering, as you are, are as you are encouraging other people, the enemy will a lot of times he will use that as an opportunity to blindside you and attack from out of nowhere. It said that they came from the south. So they came from a position that would not normally have been used as an access point. They came from a position that would not normally have been used as an access point. And so maybe you are used to the devil attacking your health, or you're maybe used to the devil attacking uh, your, your finances, or maybe you're used to the devil attacking you in a workplace, in a workplace uh, relationship. And, and, and what will happen is he'll come from another place. And then while you're already busy dealing with one thing, he'll come and throw something else 
just totally out of nowhere. And it would be like, wait, but I haven't even gotten this under control yet. And, and when you realize what has happened, you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision whether you will, whether you allow him to victimize you, whether you allow him to take from you, whether you allow him to, to dispossess you, or will you use the authority that Jesus Christ has given you as a son and as a daughter of God to actually dispossess the enemy? And so what do you mean when you say dispossess? Because that, that is a, a good subtitle for this. It's time to dispossess the enemy. So that word dispossess means to deprive of property, means to deprive of property or possession, something that something, and in this case, is something that did not belong to him in the first place. And you think about even uh, when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness and, and the devil shows him the kingdoms of the world and the glory thereof. And the scripture says that the devil said, all this I can give to you. But when you actually go to the beginning of the book, the book tells us that it didn't belong to him anyway. And so Jesus came here on earth to actually dispossess the enemy from something that he had gotten by deception. And so you have to be on your guard. And that's the importance of staying in the word of God and cultivating that relationship with God so that you can realize that when the enemy comes and tries to distract you, mere distractions, he tries to throw things as distractions. And you have to realize that he will most of the time use those distractions to almost do uh, what they call misdirection. You know, how, how I don't know if you've ever been on the, the streets of New York City and then you have the peddlers that are on, along the side of the street and they're doing the different games and stuff like that. And a lot of people have lost a lot of money because they've fallen victim to misdirection. But you cannot allow the devil to misdirect you, Apostle Willie. Yeah. And so what happens is when David and his men returned, the Bible said when they saw the distress, and this is another thing too, that when we are being challenged, when we're going through some things, that's why it's important, as Pastor Steve stated, that we need to stay in the word of God. And I'm going to put this in as well, make certain that we are connected to the house of God with the people of God. I'm here to tell you, this is not the time to abandon ship. We need God today more than we ever needed him before. And so the scripture says that as they returned, they saw the distress. They saw that everything that they had once had, I mean, the home, just visualize this, their homes, their possessions, everything had been gone. But on top of that, they said, we could replace the stuff, but what about our family? My God, my God, what about our family? So the Bible says that they were so distressed when you read that word and how in that verse that it points out here, and I want to read it for you. It says that in verse six, they were greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning David. My God, let me tell you something. When people are going through, uh, when, when things are going well, let me say it this way. When things are going well, they love you. Oh, my God, you're the greatest pastor. You're so wonderful, pastor. Oh, my God. But when they're going through, it's almost like they change attitudes. It's almost like they got another spirit. And they're like, I don't want to hear a word. I don't want to hear a prophecy. Don't, don't, don't pray for me. But that's the not 
the attitude to take. So David says, I cannot be succumbed to their emotional moment. David was feeling it just like them. When we went through the pandemic, all of us was shut in. All of us was going through. We were limited on how we could go out, what time we needed to be. All of us were impacted. But let me tell you, while you're going through those tests, while you're going through those storms, are you prepared? Have you stored up your oil? Have you stored up your word? Have you stored up for these storms? Because all of us are either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or heading towards a storm. But David, my God, he says, I'm going to, God, I look to the hills from which cometh my help, because all my help cometh from the Lord. Pastor Steve. And you have to realize that in life, there is sometimes where all you got is your faith in God. All you got is your faith in God. And, and I love how uh, it said that David, it said David was greatly distressed for the men spoke of stoning him because of the souls of all that uh, all were bitterly grieved, each man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And so there is sometimes where all you got is your faith in God. It doesn't it doesn't prevent you from experience in life because life will happen, the good and the bad and the ugly. All life will happen, but you got to maintain your faith in God. You got to get what is called bulldog faith. That means that you lock your jaw, you lock your your hold on the promise of God. If God gave you a prophetic word, if God gave you uh, if God gave you a word to your spirit in your devotion time where he said, I'm going to do this with you. I'm going to do that through you. I'm going to cause you to be a blessing to the to the people. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to multiply. You. I'm going to I'm going to give you the things that you had never had in your life so that you can be a blessing to other people. And but then those moments of lack come, those moments where you get hit financially come, those moments where you get hit and your health come, you cannot let go of the word of God. You cannot let go of your confession of faith. You got to continue to believe that God will give you victory even in this. You got to believe and say, I am victorious in life. I am more than a conqueror. I am a world overcomer because of my faith in God. You got to know and say, I overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of his and the word of my testimony i overcome because my faith is the victory that overcomes the world you got to say i have favor even when it looks like people don't like you you have favor in the sight of all men even when it seems like you are not feeling well i am healed by the stripes of jesus christ you got to say he is the lord that god and he has healed me you got to hold on hold on hold on if we've learned anything over the past Past three years is that we have to hold on to our faith in God because if we let go, we will either live by faith or we will die 
by unbelief. And I don't know about you, but I choose to live by my faith in God. I will walk by faith and not by sight because I know the end of the story. And the end of the story is my victory. God has already given us the victory that we have in Jesus Christ. And we will not be defeated because we know who in whom we have believed. And Jesus Christ has come. Not only that we would just have life, not only that so that we could have fire insurance to escape hell, but he came that we would have life here on earth and that we will have it more abundantly. And so I don't know about you, but I refuse to give up. I refuse to let go. I refuse to let adversity cheat me out of God's best. And I will hold on. I will hold on for dear life because God is all I got in this world. And so I will live by faith. I will overcome by faith and I will see the victory. If you believe that, for yourself, give God a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and David, when he was doing that, he 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 was feeling fortified. And so he said, God, should we pursue? God says, Yes. And David said, Will we recover all? He says, Go and recover all. My, my, my. When you trust God, God is never let you you. The enemy outdo what the blessing that he's going to release on your life. You can trust God in spite of it. My God, he's, they, the word says, if we faint in the midst of adversity, then our faith is weak and is small. But they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion. My God, my God. And then Psalm 51 verse 18 says, do good and thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. And then Luke 12, 32 says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And I conclude right here. It says, Philippians 2, 13, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. I'm telling you, God will set up the circumstances. God will set up the situation where he is going to get the glory while he gives you the story. My God, that which the enemy may meant for evil, God is going to turn that thing around and make it for your good. A faith that takes anybody ready to take it back what the enemy stole from you, my God, I speak restoration. I speak replenish. I speak overflow blessings into your life, Pastor Steve. And in this week, I'm believing God that many people will experience a recovery. They will experience a reconciliation. They will experience a restoration of all that the enemy has tried to assault in their life. And I truly believe that in the name of Jesus, you're going to begin to experience your healing. You're going to be able to begin to experience your deliverance. You're going to begin to experience the vision of uh, provision in your life because God has given you a word. God has given you a word. God has given you a word. And when you go through situations, you need that word to come up 
deep from the inside because it has been planted. It has been planted. It has been planted. And so adversity only comes, that rain of adversity only comes to fertilize the seed that has been planted and cause it to come up. It doesn't come to defeat it, but it comes to actually fertilize it. You got to start seeing those storms, not as a thing that is going to take you out, but the thing that is going to put you over because God has given you total and complete victory. You need to bring up that word, bring up the word, remind yourself, rehearse to yourself. And I'm pretty sure David rehearsed to himself when he was strengthening and encouraging himself and the Lord is God. He was thinking about the fact that first of all, I was called, I was called when I was in the, in the wilderness, in a shepherd, in a shepherd's field, uh, tending sheep. And God had protected me from the lion, the bear, the giant. And now God was going to give me victory even in this. And even as the song had gone on uh, some years before this uh, incident where the people sung and said, Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his 10,000. And David said, wait, I got the heart of a champion. I got the heart of an overcomer. This is not the end of my story, but God has more in store for me. And so you need to realize that in spite of what you're going through right now, this is not the end of your story. This may be a chapter in your book, but this is not the end of your story. God has more in store for you. God has more in store for you. You need to declare and decree that right now, that God has more in store for me. And I will live and not die, but I will see God's glory manifest through my life. I will see the testimony of God that God has given me to strengthen someone else who may be looking at me, watching me, going, Going through what I'm going through. No, they're not watching me go through what I go through so that they can watch me get taken out, but they are about to see a turnaround. This is your turnaround season. This is your turnaround season. You need to look at those past years and say those years were just preparing me for my turnaround season. And so you need to take everything that God has already promised you because it belongs to you. I said on Wednesday that whenever it comes to the promises of God, God's answer is always yes. That is why when David said, God, should I pursue? Should I try to get my my people back? Should I try to get my stuff back? Should I try to get my family back together? Should I try to pick up the pieces of my life? And God said, yes. He said, I've already given you the strength that you need to overcome and to recover all. You're not going to just come with addition, but now I'm about to do some multiplication. And some of you are about to go up a grade level in your understanding of who God is before you were just on addition. But now God is doing something greater in you. God is about to do some multiplication. And so if you believe that God wants to multiply you, he wants to bless you. He wants to empower you to prosper. God wants to empower you and anoint you with a fresh anointing. 
an anointing that will now cause breakthrough to spring forth not only in your life, but anything that's attached to you has to break through, has to break through. That hard ground is no longer an obstacle for you, but now it is time for you to break through. They tried to put a glass ceiling over your head, but now you're breaking through. They tried to box you in, but now you're breaking through those walls. You're breaking through those walls and nothing can stop you because your faith is taking possession of everything that belongs to you. In the spirit, you need to see yourself taking possession of a family that's whole. In the spirit, you need to see yourself taking possession of a business that's prospering. In the spirit, you need to see yourself finishing your degree. In the spirit, you need to see yourself having a mind that is regulated and balanced and, and divine health. In the spirit, you need to see yourself no longer taking those pills, no longer taking those treatments, but being completely made whole in the name of Jesus. And your doctor will verify your healing. And in the spirit, you need to see yourself walking in a new level of authority walking the way that Jesus Christ has already paid for. You need to tell Jesus, I know you're going to get what you paid for. His blood has paid for everything. And so there is nothing that you can do. There is nothing that you can do to stop his progress. That there is nothing the devil can do to stop his progress because you are taking possession. You are taking possession. There is a change of ownership. There is a change of ownership and you are taking possession of new territory. You are repossessing your territory. You are adding, again, I'm telling you, God is not just going to do some addition, but now God is going to do some multiplication. And so you are about to overflow. You're about to overflow. You're about to overflow and you're going to enjoy it. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he adds no sorrow with it. If you believe it, give God a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And as we get ready to close, what I love about that scripture is the later verses talks about when they went there, they got everything. Nothing was lost. Notice the earlier verses that no life was taken, only stuff. Sometimes the enemy will want to lure you out, to entrap you, to discourage you, to cause you to doubt God, but the devil is a liar. You already got the victory. As I said, nothing catches God by surprise because when David asked the question, Lord, shall we pursue? The word was response was pursue, pursue that dream, pursue that business, pursue that education, pursue buying that house, pursue getting your credit straight, pursue saving your money, pursue investing in the right things, pursue it because God got great things in store for you. I'm telling you when they got, but here's the key thing. And we get ready to close with this. When they recovered everything, there was another group that went with David. This is why you got to have the right mindset because when you are, it is so amazing, Pastor Steve, that when people 
have a need from God. They're all desperate and they look like they're going all out. But when God gives them that promotion, God gives them that job, God gives them that new vehicle, God gives them that family, that all of a sudden they get like selective amnesia and want to forget the blessings that God blessed them with. Because the scripture says that when the group that went with David, that 400 that went with David, because 200 just couldn't make it, you will find times that God will test you with how you handle blessings. So let your faith position you and posture you to receive from God, but also ask God for the right wisdom, the right spirit that once he blesses you with what you prayed for, that you know how to handle it. A faith that takes. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text GIFT to 1-844-948-3895. Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.